Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and other ways we can think that you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA, that's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review now. Folks, you are back with the Commodore Wealth Education Leaders here on Commodore Wealth Education Radio. Uh, and we're getting into the most interesting segment that I personally have been looking forward to all show. Can you guess what that is, Sonia? I have no I idea. I really can't. I bet you But can. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> I can't wait to find out either. So, uh, um, Rob, getting we wanted to talk about you know some of the pitfalls that people... Uh, really should avoid with particularly life insurance. We mentioned early in the show some people using life insurance as an investment or retirement funding vehicle. And in many cases, I think at the end of the day, even though there may be some tax advantages, there really isn't much profit either, in many cases losses. But we don't want to have that particular debate today. But we do want to help people understand what sort of insurance they should have, how to get it, what they should avoid, and so forth. So you brought this topic to the fore Please take point, Moose. Okay. He keeps turning his head one way and the other. Which antlers do you point with? Point with the left one. The left one. Go to port. Right? No, go to go port. Straight ahead. Right. Um, <laughs> He's an epileptic dyslexic. Well, the first thing to do is is to look at really how much insurance you have, how much you're paying for it, how much should you have, and then what kinds of insurance, how what kind of policies should you have. So the first thing I tend to look at is income replacement, especially if you're a married family. Um, so, I, you know, there are rules of thumb. You know, we obviously look at uh, how long you're going to be working and try to factor in some growth in your earnings capability, uh, how long you're planning to work and what, what that income is. And we come up with a figure. If something happened to you, what, what would the economic loss be to your family? Yeah, we use the uh, the old uh, economic value of human life approach. Right. Um, so usually that dictates term insurance, right? So we say, Rob, we say, Rob is a handsome young buck moose, 35 years old, probably going to work till he's 65. That's 30 years, making $50,000 a year, which wasn't bad back when you were young buck moose, 35, was it, Rob? You know, so you, f- you figure out all those payments of $50,000 a year for 30 years. Right, which is about a million and a half dollars uh, before you know taxes and inflation and growth and all these other things you want to consider. But you add all up, it's about a million and a half bucks in simple terms. Yep. If Rob dies tomorrow, his family is denied the boon of Rob's million and a half dollars in future earnings, and that's how you look at how much insurance you should have. So it's going to be different if you're 35 than if you're 60, right? Oh, you only yeah. got another five years left. You haven't got that much time for you. Why the old moose past you there, Rob? Mm-hmm. So your earning potential is lower, and your need for insurance is lower based on the economic value of human life. Yeah, is that where you were going? That's where I was going. Keep on going, brother. Now, what ha- you know? So, and as you get older and you've accumulated assets, the ongoing need for insurance amounts may decline over time. An exception might be if you haven't accumulated the assets you thought you would generate. 
and then you know your whatever you had has gone down significantly. You mean you're not rich or quick or you're poor or sooner? Yeah. Okay. And uh, and all of a sudden the value of your assets have gone down because of market correction. You might want to take out some insurance to last a little bit longer. Why? So you commit suicide? You know, and leave your family no, some no, money to retire on? No, you got to wait at least two years. Where we, where, you can wait. You're a patient, Moose. So where, it, where are you going you with that? Well, but you still uh, want to leave. Because if I haven't, you know, if the idea is if I've done well and I've accumulated you my money. You thoroughly bewildered me once again. You flummoxed me, Moose. <laughs> if I'm age 65 and have accumulated <laughs> the money yeah. that I thought I would, then I should be able to sustain my family ongoing. But, here, here's, but if you're 65 and you're not, you're not working anymore, your retirement, then why would you buy, you know, that kind of insurance? Because if I don't have the income to sustain my family past that, I might want to have an buy some insurance to create an, an asset that will generate that income. Yeah. The, uh, now, so if I, I lift uh, 90 or 100, it probably won't make too much difference because I won't have had the assets anyway. Yeah, so that you've got a bit further afield, I think, than uh, what, what, which is your want. You're a woodland creature after <laughs> all. <laughs> but at least you have those nice, crisp autumn leaves to transfer. You do, you do. The crunching underneath the hoofs. Ah, oh, heaven. Moon. The, uh, um, but you know, for most folks, you know, the, the economic value of a human life is you want to replace the income, right? Well, you yes. still have some income potential. Right. Um, and, and usually that means term insurance. And term insurance these days is just dirt cheap. You know, Especially if you're really healthy. Yeah. And even, even if not, compared to you know, whole life, universal life, or cash value insurance, the thing you know, very frequently we find people have uh, cash value policies, which means the premium is a lot more than it needs to be and maybe more than they can afford, but the amount of insurance is not nearly enough. Would you agree with that, you know, in general? Yes. From a, from a insurance need standpoint. Right. But about two-thirds of the policies that are out there and are still being sold are cash, or some type of cash value policy. And why would you think that is? Well, I think that's because the agents sold that. I mean, they made more money selling that. There's to like there's a uh, um, uh, a song from Fiddler on the Roof, I think, that really speaks to this. It was a commissions, <laughs> commissions. I thought it was if hey! I, if if I was a rich man. <laughs> yeah. Now that's the agent. That's um, true. So very often, because again, insurance agents like most stockbrokers don't have to put your need. In fact, don't uh, can't. They're an agent of the insurance company. Their job right. is to represent the insurance company, not you. Um, the typically the product selections or recommendations are uh, distorted by compensation considerations. Yes. And it's not really what may be best for you; it's what makes them and the insurance company the most. Right. Yeah. Now, one of the other things is that there is a wide disparity in the pricing of insurance. You know, some people uh, agents may work for one company versus other agents that represent multiple companies, and the agent who just represents the one company may have very expensively priced life insurance, whether it's term or permanent. And, you know, the, uh, the client likes the advisor, so the insurance agent so much that they really don't shop around and find out, really, what is the best value for the dollars I'm going to be spending on this coverage. Yeah. And, and, folks, as you can tell, Rob is quite expert at insurance matters. He's probably the most adept insurance analyst that I have met, at least in this neck of the woods. And it's a pretty big neck. Uh, so I would... Uh, <laughs> the woods, not Rob, the square woods miles. neck. Uh, but, you know, seriously, folks, um, the life insurance can be one of the most mystifying, confusing... Um, the really uh, befuddling areas in finance and people, probably more than any place else, I would say, make, make poor decisions and make mistakes with life insurance and any other financial product. Um, and Rob is very, very happy to help demystify this for you. No cost, no obligation. 
He loves to crunch these numbers more than he loves chewing on grain. So uh, call us Wouldn't at 800 262 i got to repeat that. 800-262-1083. That's 800-262-1083. Or the easier to remember, but harder to dial, 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, Camarda. Uh, please feel free to share your insurance troubles with a moose. He's very, helpful to, uh, very happy to help uh, navigate uh, through them for you. So, Rob, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to uh, give the folks uh, an opportunity to directly connect with you. Right. Well, this, that was some very basic information. Uh, there were some other things that I wanted to address, but I just want to stay on the cash value vein because I know that a lot of agents have sold you know, the idea of you put a lot of money into a life insurance contract that hopefully has been designed right, and after a period of time you, start, you take out a certain amount of money that's like equivalent to what you put in, represents your basis, and then you borrow out additional money. Well, at some point, if you don't keep that policy in force, it blows up, which creates a negative Disast- tax consequence. Disastrous tax consequences. But, but there was something that I don't know that a lot of people know. I don't know if a lot of agents and even that's, know That's this. ordinary income, right? That's not capital gains even. You've no, got to recognize all that, of that. That's right. But there's even something else. If you take out uh, distributions from your life insurance contract as withdrawals in the, before the end of 15 years – that with those withdrawals that you thought might not be taxable, that's not the case necessarily. And that's a little... It's for, a, for, for non-MEC contracts? For We're non, getting a little bit technical here. Yeah, no, for an, even for a non-MEC contract, if you take out a withdrawal in the first 15 years, you could trigger an income tax on that, yeah. which... I'll be honest, up until a certain point in time, I wasn't aware of that, but of course Tell I never... Tell you moose stumped himself, which is actually pretty <laughs> unusual. You know, if a moose stumps, a moose trips in the woods and nobody sees it, does it really, does it wind up upside down? I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to leave. So I, can't, I can't play you uh, in this week's fantasy uh, lineup. Then you stump. Uh, he's buzzing around. He's buzzing around you like a flying I'm a, I'm squirrel. A, I'm on the injured Yo, reserve Rob, list. Yo, Rob, Rob, what are you doing? All right, because I'm sure that you know our, we probably have two people that are still listening after the. And they're horizontal. It can't reach the radio. Uh, Back sure, that's right. And, 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 they, and those two are death claims. Are you I kidding? Think. In the markets, we we're, we're heard. We have so much life insurance that's been sold out there. I'm sure there's more than two people. So let's. I'd like to get back. You know, uh, to uh, to investment discussion for a little bit, if we can. And again, just to remember that having you know good financial structure is such a complicated thing, which is why it's so important to have a very well educated, astute lead advisor help to move your chess pieces so they're all moving in the right direction, uh, which is you know uh, increasing and protecting your wealth. And there are so many ways to go wrong, so many ways for the pawns to fall on the wayside. Don't let that uh, that happen to you. You can begin to take charge of your financial life and, uh, um, uh, and and make sure it's moving in the direction you want by requesting one of our free reports. I would suggest you begin with the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor and how to avoid them. It's the third edition. It's almost a book, really, um, uh, just chock full of very, very valuable insight and information you simply can't get anywhere else. I'm so happy to share it with you. Uh, 800-262-1083 is the number to call and reserve yours. No cost, no obligation. We'll even pay the postage, 800-262-1083. We want you to have this education, 800-262-1083. Rob, before I was about to go off on an investment tangent, did you have one more uh, nugget uh, there in your cut you wanted to spit out? Um, no? Okay. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
So, Johnny, Johnny, I know that you're warming up over there, you know, for uh, for Cousin Johnny, uh, Hot Stocks, uh, Tony, whatever, you know, for the, the entertaining market update segment. Will it be Tony? Will it be Arnold? Will it be Vito? Who knows who's coming out of that Sorry box about that. right out on the break. Slumber. But the, the couple of minutes we have uh, going, uh, we're so um, the, really proud of the, the, the trading um, uh, finesse that you've had in these very turbulent markets this year and the success you've had with charters. Give us a couple of general things without getting into specific securities, which we really shouldn't do for a, a compliance standpoint, though you can call and, and get that uh, information from us directly if you like, 800-262-1083. But the, uh, tell us, you know, what, to what do you attribute your success? What are the trading rules look like? How you pull the trigger? How are you making these decisions? Oh, Johnny, oh, Johnny. Yeah, so one of the uh, gestalts of the strategy that, uh, that we run tactically is that it's uh, somewhat of a top-down analysis, uh, Jeff. So that's where we try to delineate. Not that you, mean like that you look at the economics, so what's right. happening in the country and the world first? Right, so we, yeah, exactly. So you know, we look at the, uh, the currency commodity situation, then we trickle down uh, to your countries and then to your sectors and your subsectors and individual industries within those sectors, and then look for the most attractive opportunities within those. Because what we found is essentially that uh, the sectors that are doing well during, because of the macroeconomic climate generally have the stocks that are going to do the best as well. And generally, even if a stock looks good uh, you know, on its books, but if the sector is going down, in other words, uh, demand is not meeting, uh, you know, not attractive compared to supply, in other words, there's more people selling to buying, um, then uh, generally you're not going to do well regardless of how the company does. So that, with that mantra, we've done quite well by playing a high probability game that way. So, so for the takeaway from that, because I know you, you, you're really, really smart and, 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 and sometimes the concepts are, you know, are expressed. CP3, um, right. Ah, CP3O-ish, you know, more like uh, Muzzarino-ish. You know, you and, you and Rob could really have, you know, you could really go at it and, and bedazzle the intellectia, <laughs> you know. Well, we rush. actually played with the Bears. He was <laughs> French and I was Walter Payton, so I just kind of li- took his lead block. You guys like playing with the Bears? Moose and squirrel? Moose squirrel? We leave that, we leave that for other office members. Moose, squirrel, and bear, Natasha. As long as you know, just... Boo boo! But just to hey, he's smarter than the average trader. Hey, the they got to bring it. Thankfully, back. we haven't made too many boo boos. Can appreciate this is uh, you know when he says you know supply and demand. It's looking at stocks like anything else. Uh, you know per, will go up in value if more people want it uh, than is available. If there's buying, there's a lot of people want to buy it. They bid the price up. A lot of people are selling it. The price goes down because it gets dumped. And that really is is a fundamental truth of any traded. I don't want to say commodity because I'm not talking about copper, but any good or service or merchandise or, you know, things that people exchange money for, stocks are no different. And if you have the vision or the tools to try to discern these trends of buying or selling, um, you can do pretty well, as Jonathan has uh, has this year. Would you basically you think, is it that simple? I know it's a lot of information to try to figure out. What you know, what we're you know buying and selling um, the the uh, levels are going to be, but at the end of the day, you're looking to buy things that people are you know are, are popular and looking to sell things that are unpopular. We say that's true, right? Exactly. That's it. Absolutely. All right, good. We have thirty seconds left, so I'm going to ask you all. Let me ask you that question again, Jonathan. You're looking to buy. Absolutely. <laughs> to stroke up I, some my, my anyway, folks, you have survived. Yeah, well, attorney. actually, no. We still have the uh, the Johnny Hotstacks comedy segment coming up. You won't want to miss this. But in the twenty seconds that remain, please let us send you this great report. It's a great way to begin to take control of your financial life. 
um, I think you'd be amazed at, um, at how useful the information is. Call us at 800-262-1083. We're very happy to send you the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor and how to avoid them. Take charge, folks. Call us at 800-262-1083. Stay with us. Camarda Wealth Leaders Levity is intentional as we aim to be the car talk of financial radio, entertaining, hugely funny, and offering penetrating financial insight and rare expertise across a broad spectrum of wealth-related topics. We're dead serious about money, but want you to have fun, too, and laugh all the way to the bank. Unlike many financial radio shows, this is not one long commercial or constant annuity pitch. I hate those constant annuity pitches. This is Wealth Education Radio, and we aim to share best financial practices that can truly supercharge your wealth. Do we expect some of you will want to become clients? Sure, but because the chemistry is right, and because you come to believe that the wealth leaders, that's us, can get it done better than your other choices. That's your decision. But when it comes to investing, we're fiduciaries. We put our clients' interests first, and that's a promise you can take to the bank. For more information and free reports, call us now at 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Do it now while it's on your mind, folks. Folks, you have survived yet another scintillating episode of the Commodore Wealth Education Radio. Now, for the best part, the most entertaining, we've got a slice of Tyson with Uncle Johnny. Johnny, who we got in the house today? Well, oh, yeah. it's, it's me. I got a new pair of slippers. I'm feeling pretty <laughs> funky right now. So. Anyway, it's going to be me for a couple minutes. I just want to give it over to you. As things are uh, looking, obviously, uh, pretty resilient out there, you know. As we've covered in the weeks uh, before, I think uh, Arnold did, that we have a, a situation where... You know, commodities and energy are showing a little resiliency here. And generally, that's a, uh, that's a pretty good spark for the market. Although the market's done well, even with energy plummeting over the last year, generally commodities and equities do move in concert with one another. So it actually is pretty reinforcing that we've seen some, uh, some support here and a bounce, as most of you have uh, well, you know, well uh, witnessed. So I kind of dig into that area and some sectors that are doing well. I, I brought my three amigos uh, we haven't had them on the show together all at once, and it is quite entertaining, if not uh, uh, disconcerting at the same time. So why don't we uh, bring in, uh, first we're going to uh, bring in old uh, Sly. Uh, Sylvester, what, what, do you, what do you got for us? Oh, hey, 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 hey the guy, it's such a pleasure to, you know, to, to be here. Sonia, you know, I'm still awake over there. Anyway, listen, uh, what we're looking at here is, uh, you know, I'm looking at uh, discretionaries, you know, as we move into the holiday season. Uh, you know, we're looking at companies uh, that essentially have been uh, kind of bounded lately, but are, are, are looking good. You know, think your your high end retailers and the such have uh, looked at like good opportunities here and uh, certainly showing some uh, some energy, so to speak. Now, obviously, uh, discretionaries do uh, pretty well uh, when energy's down because a lot of folks, especially in the middle income range, are uh, not spending as much on gas, but. Energy's been so low for so long, we can afford a bounce there and uh, still have a little uh, discretionary upside as I uh, kind of slip into my uh, my uh, my dice. So I'm going to move right on here. And, uh, oh, whoa, who do we got? Uh, hey, Mikey. Yeah, move, o- move over there, you little sausage. Uh, listen, this is what I... Hey, yo, I'm in better shape than you are, huh? <laughs> well, that might be true, but, uh, you know, we have our memories, don't we? So as we go on there, uh, my friend, uh, one thing that I'm looking at, and although we don't really get into individual 
individual stocks here, but since we don't actually own this one, you know, I wanted to get in because this is kind of forbearing on the commodity sectors that, uh, you know, Godfather and uh, old Slay there uh, talked about. Yeah, move over, buddy. Anyway, and uh, yeah, no, I got the chair now. It's uh, Freeport McElwain. And you might have heard in the news, your car icons and the such. He's a smart fella and generally get on the bus early when everyone else is trying to jump off. But Freeport is obviously copper-oriented, which is global economy-oriented. So let's take a step back here. Do a little bit of chalkboard session here. That's chalkboard sec- uh, easy for me to say. Anyway, <laughs> as we go into copper, <laughs> copper actually, uh, because it actually is the, probably the, well, the, the best-known industrial uh, metal, that's why if you ever heard the term Dr. Copper, it's not another drink uh, product out there that you can make at home in your own little soda stream deal. It's actually... The, 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 the most used commodity worldwide with China and the such is probably the biggest buyer, et cetera, and gives a good barometer of, uh, of what's going on. And, you know, as we move into that and we dive a little bit deeper, this has obviously shown some resiliency after getting pounded on the way down. And as I segue into how copper's been uh, slammed on the way down, I want to finish up by handing it off to uh, not really a friend or a colleague or an acquaintance, but someone that I just uh, tolerate is uh, Mr. Barney Frank. What's in your mouth, Barney? First of all, I really had to take that, but I certainly appreciate the segue. Now, listen, I mean, Mike's absolutely right, though, regardless of his delivery there, which I certainly question. But the fact of the matter is that with the resilience, and you know, of energy and commodities here, as those that have been deliberating certainly on the resiliency of the market going forward, I think you have to look at this because certainly historically you've seen when commodities and, and as such have bottomed in certain periods that equities generally have followed your lead, uh, you know, where they may have become what they call detangled for a time, they can essentially realign with one another. And certainly it's going to be a lot of speculation, obviously, what the Fed does here with our rates as we move to the end of the year, who, you know, nobody really knows, although we, really, we trust Janet's going to make the year. Anyway, here I am. I was going to take the show off, but I mercifully have come in to rescue you from that. Anyway, uh, you three guys are unbelievable. Let me tell you, even Godfather, he's already started to hit the crown and coke. So as we finish up, this is a seminal moment. Uh, you know, we are looking for a late season resiliency here, but we certainly have still some rebuilding. So folks like Jeff and Rob, I mentioned earlier, in the show that have made moves to, that are in retirement planning mode but have gotten defensive certainly want to be cognizant be in touch with your advisor and make sure that they understand what's going on there because you certainly don't want to cut yourself flat footed as we end into the fourth quarter that's so, all I got folks you again finally 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 you survived yet another <laughs> week long episode of Kamara's Wealth Education Radio we certainly enjoyed having you here hopefully you found it entertaining and educational and uh, we do look forward to seeing you again metaphorically speaking next week thanks so much for listening have a great and profitable week folks bye bye you've invested yet another hour in Kamara's Wealth Education Radio your one source for sublime insight on all things financial as Ben Franklin said, pour the coins from your purse into your mind and your mind will fill your purse with gold. Remember the Camarda Wealth Leaders warm offer of a complimentary review of your investments portfolio. That's a free analysis from the financial team with almost more letters than in the entire alphabet. An offer that makes old Ben smile even now. To get yours before we change our minds, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call now before we run out. That's it for this week, folks. Go forth and profit. 
The opinions expressed in the preceding program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and may not reflect the opinions of the advertisers or broadcaster. Performance results are presented net of fees and reflect the reinvestment of dividends and capital gains. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that future performance of any specific investment or strategy will be profitable or equal to past performance levels. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Changes in investment strategies, contributions, withdrawals, and or economic conditions may materially alter the performance of your portfolio. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk. There can be no assurance any specific investment strategy will be suitable or profitable for any client's investment portfolio. Historical results for investment indexes or categories generally do not reflect the deduction of transaction fees or custodial charges or an investment manager's fees, the presence of which could reduce the client's actual performance results. There are no assurances that a portfolio will match or outperform a particular benchmark. Asset allocation and diversification do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. That testing involves a hypothetical reconstruction based on past market data of which the performance of a particular account would have been if the advisor had been managing an account using a particular investment strategy. Performance results presented do not represent actual trading using client assets, but were achieved through the retroactive application of a model that was designed with the benefit of hindsight. Back-tested performance results have inherent limitations, particularly that these results do not represent actual trading and do not reflect the impact of material market or economic conditions or factors that may influence the advisor's decision-making if the advisor were actually managing the client's money. Back-tested results should not be viewed as indicative of the advisor's skill, as they do not reflect the results achieved by any particular client of the advisor. Barron's rankings are survey-based and not made as a result of primary research by Barron's, but from information provided by ranked advisors. It should not be assumed that all advisor-based data is checked by Barron's.